however that may be, humans will try to live as long as they possibly can. Maybe it's just for fear of dying, but they, they're going to find a way to survive. And in this case, it just worked out. Yeah, my 14-year-old, Yeah, if I leave home for a couple hours, did you eat dinner? I didn't know I was supposed to. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. I can't even camp for two days before I'm ready to come home. A miracle of all miracles discovered deep in the Amazon after rescue crews discovered four siblings Alive in the jungle, more than 40 days after the small plane they were traveling in crashed. The ages of these children range from 13 to 1. 13, 9, 4, and 1 years old. The four siblings were found and are doing okay now. The three adults on board were found dead, including their mother and the pilot, after the engine failed. But no sign of the children. Luckily, officials say they're from the Amazon. And the 13-year-old had at least some knowledge of how to survive in the difficult terrain. An emotional moment Friday when family members got word they were still alive. The children spotted less than two miles from the crash site. So basically what they ate was flour. There was flour at, that they had with them on this plane. So that's what they was most of their sustenance. Then they moved on from there to find something. The disappearance sparking a massive search operation that saw more than 100 Colombian Special Forces troops in a more than 70 other scouts combing the deep forest before they finally found them again. All four are doing okay. They're in the hospital, but should be fine. Just the most amazing thing in the world, especially if you think about just the conditions. Imagine in that rainforest, they would have had torrential downpours and then issues with getting food, with clean water. I think there was someone in their family that gave them some traditional knowledge. And I think that's what saved them for the most part. I go out in the woods by my house and camp with the kids and I'm like, ah, ah, the mosquitoes, ah, I want to go home. You know what's so interesting about this is the fact that the kids range, that the age range of the kids from 13 down to a one-year-old baby, but but you and Brent, you both have, have kids and there is that time in a kid's life when they get super into something and they know everything about this one thing. It, 13 might not be a bad age to get, because you just, all that information is kind of stuck in your brain a little bit. Yeah. Although, I mean, granted, I'm with you. If I'm stuck in the wilderness again for two days, I'm probably out. But <laughs> well, so, I don't know if you have a choice, though. <laughs> 40 days, they didn't really have a choice. Well, that's a good point, Debbie. So. And I firmly believe that like human nature is just to find a way to survive. However that may be, humans will try to live as long as they possibly can. Maybe it's just for fear of dying, but they, they're going to find a way to survive. And in this case, it just worked out. Yeah, my 14-year-old, Yeah, if I leave home for a couple hours, did you eat dinner? I didn't know it was supposed to. <laughs> uh, well, so I don't know if he would do so well. So credit to those children, man. That's an incredible story. Uh, 714 Sports is next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive. Holiday Automotive. It's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It was a forgettable weekend for our Milwaukee Brewers. Sunday was just the icing on the cake, losing 8-6 to as the Brewers dropped all three weekend games 
to the league's worst team, the Oakland A's. You got to give them credit. They've been getting their teeth kicked in all year, and it's Major League Baseball, and from what I know of it, everybody's kind of like an inch from the top and an inch from the bottom, and they've been getting their teeth kicked in all year in an embarrassing way when it looks like overall record, but these are Major League players, and I know some of the characters they got over there, so they're, they've got some great character over there. Brewers acting manager Pat Murphy there as the Brewers losers of four straight games now. They will look to bounce back starting on Tuesday with a two-game set in Minnesota and then returning back home for a six-game homestand. Over to golf as Madison's own Steve Strickner capped off a rainy Sunday, setting a tournament record with an 18-under par and winning the American Family Championship in his own backyard while family and friends looked on from afar. Pretty surreal, really is. And, and um, yeah, it makes it that more special, right? When when Nikki's on the bag and the kids are around, a lot of family and friends here. Mario's playing in the tournament. Uh, you know, I, I saw my family up in the boxes, uh, you know, when I finished 18. I didn't want to make eye contact with them, you know, because I'd probably have lost it even more. But, it, uh, yeah, it was a special day, and a lot of family and a lot of friends uh, from Edgerton or around the area that uh, we've gotten to know over the years, so it was pretty cool. The AmFam Championship marks Strickner's fourth win of 2023. Lastly, to the NBA is the Denver Nuggets will look to finish off Miami tonight in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. After winning Games 3 and 4 in Miami, Denver has a three-games-to-one lead, but the two-time MVP Nikola Jokic knows relaxing isn't an option going up against this Heat team. I like that we didn't relax. Uh, we didn't get uh, comfortable. We are still desperate. We still want it. And that's that's what uh, makes me happy, you know, that the guys didn't uh, didn't uh, relax. Tip off for Game Five tonight will begin at seven thirty. You can tune into that game over on ninety four five ESPN Milwaukee. Little booing at Amfam Field yesterday. What's your take on the booing? Do not boo. They're trying. It's not like they're going <laughs> out to lose. It was, a, t- it was, a, it was a tough weekend. It was a very tough weekend. I completely agree. It's a long season, though. They're going to lose. They, or they did lose these three uh, straight games. They're going to probably beat a team that maybe they shouldn't beat four or five in a row, and we'll be okay. And it's June. And you know the other thing, too? There's nothing else going on locally with sports. That's true. So I think it it emphasizes the loss bigger than, you know, more than it would be if, like, the Bucks were in the finals or, you know, the Packers were in training camp or maybe just uh, the season in general. So it kind of it goes right to the top of, of of local fans' concerns, and and I get it. You know, you don't want to lose, but you know the Oakland A's are going to win games too, and and I know they haven't won much over the course of this season. Seventeen but, games they've won. Yeah, I, I thought I think I saw a stat: thirty percent of their road wins came this weekend. <laughs> oh boy, that sucks. Seven nineteen. <laughs> Wisconsin's morning news. So Vince Vitrano is off this week, although we might hear him a time or two. He's busy doing things in the community this week, so he's on a staycation. His uh, congratulations to the Vitrano family. His daughter graduated over the weekend. Vince was all proud to have that double-cut lawn. <laughs> it looked great, though. <laughs> for his daughter's graduation. <laughs> anyway, so very happy for the Vitrano family, and I know he's going to get some much-needed time off this week. So busy week this week in Miami. In fact, they're already starting to line up down there in Miami. The security is ramping up. This is because of former President Donald Trump. He is going to be arraigned on Tuesday for his handling of classified documents inside Mar-a-Lago. I don't know if you saw any of the uh, the pictures or whatnot. There's boxes upon boxes stored in different areas. Some of those boxes are spilled 
and just kind of splayed out there on, on oh, the uh, what, what a what place to store that? <laughs> yeah, just everywhere <laughs> in storage in a bathroom. And I don't know what stood out to you about the bathroom, but that picture, the only thing I kept looking at was the chandelier. I've never seen a chandelier. I was looking at the tile. The tile. (laughs) Like, I just wonder, like, man, like, I don't know. Just seems strange. Like, and then does it get humid in there? And if if you're showering in there, do do all those boxes wrinkle up a little bit? I don't think they were in there when someone was using the bathroom. But anyway, so they have all these uh, boxes that were not where they were supposed to be. He was trying to get in the way, says the feds, of their investigation. And there's an audio tape that appears to demolish his defense that the former president did not knowingly hang on to those documents. This audio tape simultaneously makes out many of the elements of multiple of the crimes and simultaneously rebuts and debunks his defenses. He couldn't declassify telepathically. He couldn't declassify automatically. There was no standing order, and this tape makes that very, very clear. That's a former prosecutor, uh, Parit Braha. So, okay, so what can we expect tomorrow It will be a spectacle, that's much for sure. On Tuesday, Trump will be placed under arrest for the second time in two months. He could be fingerprinted and photographed before he's brought to the 13th floor where he'll enter a not guilty plea to multiple felonies that call for decades in prison. And with criminal charges possible in two other investigations, Trump could be facing this process again and again. That's ABC's Aaron Katursky, who's in Miami for this event that takes place tomorrow. There are going to be a lot of people, not only a lot of media, but there'll be some supporters and there'll be some of those who are detractors as well, who aren't happy with the former president. And they got to figure out something with security. They need to know that people are going to show up down there. Former President Trump has already called on his supporters to rally here at this courthouse come Tuesday. And one of the agents in charge of security told us they are planning for a crowd. Extra officers are going to be here and available to handle any protests. The feds are monitoring social media now in case there are signs of violence. So they need to be prepared for just about anything. Uh, signs of violence as of now, there is no threat. But of course, when you have this much attention put on one place, you got to be ready for it. There's good news and bad news here. One, the good news is that... When the first indictment happened and he walked into a courtroom, there there was not like a large scale protest or anything like that. The bad news is that there was a first time. <laughs> right, yeah. Second time on, this might be a little bit more hospitable toward the former president because it is taking place in Florida. He's on his way to Florida now. You're to- in Miami. Mm-hmm. Beach. So, yeah. And, and I mean, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that this can go as smoothly as possible. And if you're the former president, you're going to try to make this an event as well. You're going to use this to your advantage. And the fact that you have five days to plan for it, that, that's, you, you know that he's going to go in with something to be memorable. Um, as far as what is this doing as far as his candidacy goes, as of now, things look okay in the polls. Back on April 4th. When those charges against Donald Trump in Manhattan were first unveiled, Donald Trump was leading Ron DeSantis, his closest rival, by about 20 points. Now you fast forward two months to this weekend, Donald Trump is leading DeSantis by 30 points. (laughs) So it's gone up, believe it or not. 30 points. That's ABC's Rick Klein. As for the rest of the field. Plus, none of the other candidates are seeing any movement at all. Donald Trump's numbers are going up. Ron DeSantis's numbers a little bit down. And Chris Christie will have a town hall tonight on CNN. CNN's trying to do town halls with all the candidates. Um, so he'll have his tonight. And you can be sure 
that Christy will bring up what's happening in Florida tomorrow because that's his. Everyone's got a different strategy. Everyone's going about this a different way to be memorable and to carve their niche out. And and Christy is going to be critical of the former president. So yeah, that'll all happen tomorrow. Uh, about midday into the afternoon, you'll see more and more as that kind of dominates the news tomorrow. The former president going to be arraigned in Miami. 727. I'm serious. I've been saying it for years. That there needs to be some type of push. Obviously, you need a purse. That's the hardest part. But there needs to be some type of push to have some larger esports tournament in the city. If you want to do something progressive, something innovative, something that a lot of the young people are doing these days, and by the way, not just young people, all ages, esports is the way to go. Video game of some type, bring in the people, have a tournament, have it at Fiserv, have it someplace, and... and Make a lot of money. So for just some perspective, the Madden 23 Madden Championship Series, right now the pot, the prize is $1.7 million. Yeah. I can't, I don't know where it's going to be held, but like they're, they're held in arenas, right? You know, like basketball arenas are, are a perfect example of this. If you've ever seen the Call of Duty Championship, mm-hmm. you know, again, we might scoff at it and, and you know, smirk a little bit, but like it, it's a huge deal. A ton of people show up. And it draws like national, international business because, you know, you can play Call of Duty whether you're in Korea or America or mm-hmm. wherever you are. So, no, they're a huge deal. And I'm kind of surprised we haven't had one yet. So the only reason I bring it up is because of the story in the, the paper ad that we reported on this morning to this Majeska Theater on the south side looking to become an esports venue and what that would look like. Now, that's obviously there's only so many things it can do at that site, but mm, got to think big. Got to think big. 744 Brewers 360 is next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers lost on Sunday afternoon to the Oakland A's 8-6 as the A's complete the three-game weekend sweep of the Brewers with the loss. The Brewers have now lost four straight games and will look to bounce back starting in Minnesota on Tuesday night. Brewers 360, sponsored by a Holiday Automotive, as she does every Monday. It's Sophia Minner joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sophia, we're just talking about esports. Is there a video game that the that the players are playing these days in the clubhouse? Um, no, they they don't play video games in the clubhouse. That's usually something they do, like at the hotel or yeah. at home. They you know they travel with their little gaming system, uh, which always kind of makes me laugh. They're more into, um, like, there's one of the, like, Papa Shots in the clubhouse. Oh, nice. And a lot of them are very into, like, Sudoku puzzles. So, uh, Rowdy and Joey love to play cribbage. So, those are kind of the main clubhouse activities. Papa Shots, that can get pretty intense. Oh, yeah. They're very competitive. Um, There's Papa Shot. They've got a ping pong table. I mean, these guys, they're always finding ways to just, like, compete and, you know, find ways to poke fun at each other. So, Sophia, was there any games being played in the clubhouse yesterday (laughs) following a rough series, but I think they'll be okay. But, you know, regardless, what was the mood in the uh, clubhouse after the game yesterday? 
Yeah, I think they were disappointed, obviously. Um, you know, I think they, they gave themselves a great chance in the in the ninth, trying to come back and get, you know, just extend the inning and get some runs on the board. They eventually brought, you know, the tying run to the plate. So, um, you know, they did a great job, but it just was a little bit too late at that point. Um, you know, I think when we talked to, you know, Pat Murphy, who was managing for Craig yesterday and some of the players in the clubhouse yesterday, you know, a lot of them, is, you know, I think Pat said it best is like the margins in Major League Baseball are really thin. You know, the way he said it is like you're an inch from the top and you're an inch from the bottom. And I think the Brewers saw that this weekend. Like, you know, the A's are obviously having a, a really challenging season, um, but they're, so they're still talented. They're still Major League players. Um, any team can beat another. I think that's true in baseball probably more than any other sport. So yeah, it was uh, it was a disappointing, frustrating series. Um, I think every team goes through stretches like this, and the Brewers are just in one right now. Sophia, I thought about you over the weekend when I, I heard and saw this video of Yankees broadcaster John Sterling, a legend in the industry, getting hit by a ball. Now the three-two swung on a pop foul back here. Ow! really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that Yeah, far. so it, it ricocheted off his forehead. It sounded awful. He finished the, the, he finished the game. He says he's fine. It made me think of you because you, the same thing happened to you not that long ago. It was like 10 years ago, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was um, the Pittsburgh Pirates series in 2013. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was not a foul ball. It was like a Gene Segura warm-up throw that had bounced and ricocheted and hit the microphone and all of that. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah it's, I mean, those things can happen. Um, I, I saw the video, actually. They have, a, like, a booth cam uh, for John Sterling. And so, the, um, fortunately, he was okay because he did get hit kind of right, yeah. up, right above the eye and, like, right above his glasses. But... He's a gamer. <laughs> he's been through a lot. Um, I, more than anything, you're, you're grateful that he's okay. And I saw that Justin Turner, um, who hit the foul ball, signed the ball for him and wrote like a, a nice little note for him. So, yeah, I'm glad he's okay. Well, it made us pull up the old video. And here, my favorite part about when you got hit, Sophia, is that you didn't even acknowledge that it happened. Brewers down 3 to nothing as we head to the top of the third inning. Mike Fires hoping to enjoy some of the same defense that Marco Estrada saw last night. The Brewers came up with a hand upgrade. <laughs> yeah, the Brewers came up with a And she keeps going. You're a pro's pro, Sophia. Oh, I, you know, it's funny to hear that back because, I mean, it happened so long ago. Um, but honestly, I didn't really acknowledge it because I didn't even know if the microphone was still working. Ah. So I was like, I'll just keep going. I'm like, I don't know if this still works because it had fallen. I, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll just keep going because I didn't know what else to do. So that it's funny to hear that back. Well, you look great doing it. You, you handled yourself great, and I know John Sterling did too, so you guys are both on the same level now. Sophia, thank you so much for your time. Always appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. 751 Brewers 360. We check in with Tausch next. Idea man. All it takes is one bad swing, and your mind starts racing. Innovative. And that's why I think a lot of us love golf. And Packers Hall of Famer. is because mentally... It'll wear you out and make you miserable, but then when you hit something good, 
you feel like you conquered the world. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on a Monday. Okay, so Tausch, hear me out. Hear me out. If, say, random baseball player, perhaps a member of our favorite Milwaukee Brewers, is having a, a, a bad day. Three strikeouts, four strikeouts, just having a rough go. When they come up for that fifth at bat, wouldn't it be great, rather than grumbling and booing, if, like, Everyone like cheered and celebrated and said, Hey, no, we got you. We got you. Instead of the constant booing or the grumbling or whatnot that we kind of heard yesterday at American Family Field. Um, so I, you can look at it from two perspectives. I, I don't think booing and, you know, I think fans understand that the players aren't trying to strike out and to stink. But there's also the, if you're cheering, it almost feels a little heckly if you're cheering when somebody's struggling too. So I think from a player standpoint, you almost want it to be like a murmur because you're feeling it. If you get up there and you're 0 for 4 with four strikeouts and everybody starts cheering, there could be that uh, endorphin, oh, these guys are really supporting me. Or it also could be like, oh, boy. Uh, I am now being taunted uh, with all of this cheering, even though you know I'm pressing to do it. That's that's always something from an athlete standpoint. Whether you know when you're up in Green Bay and you had a bad half and you get booed off the field, I never once thought shame on you fans for booing us. I thought, yeah, I don't blame you. I'd be doing the same thing if I was sitting up there and you try and re- redo it. I, I think there's when you're struggling. Getting that booing from your fans, I don't know if that necessarily helps you unless it's going into a halftime and you get a little time to recover. Otherwise, it just adds to that mental stress that you have as a player. Did you ever get booed at training camp? Yeah, well, we got booed. It was the, the that summer of 08 when the Farva Palooza was going on, and I, I never thought it would happen. But we were out there, and it was through a jog through, and I think A Rod maybe threw a ball over you know, Greg Jennings' head, or I don't remember which wide receiver. But it was all of that tension from the Farva Palooza, oh, and yeah, we were being booed. And I, I thought to myself, this is some of the craziest stuff. I can't believe this is actually happening. And then it's factor that in with the family night when Farv came back, and it was. That was one of those weird time capsules. The only time I can ever remember thinking, what the hell are the fans doing right now? <laughs> that was the one time you couldn't figure them out. Hey, were you uh, at the, I know you were at the golf course on Friday for the big event in Madison. Were you there through the weekend at all or no? No, we had we had baseball, but um you could you could tell uh, you know Justin Leonard shoots a 10 under out at Ampham. And Strick shoots seven to stay with him. And I once Steve did that, uh, you knew he was going to get one of these. And eventually this year, I think this is the seventh year that they've had the tournament, and he has kept putting himself right at the door. And with the course and the way he's playing, uh, it was it was awesome to see everybody involved that was able to see this thing through. And I think for Steve and for Nikki and for their whole family, 
probably more meaningful than any of the Champions Tour majors that he's won happened yesterday afternoon. Good stuff. Tausch, talk to you again tomorrow. Sounds good. See you guys. Tausch, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services.